0: Hi, dear vulgar listeners. Producer Evan here. I just want to give a quick trigger warning at the top of the episode that the subject matter we discuss in this episode involves such things as school shootings, mass shootings, misogyny, targeted violence, and suicide. And due to the sensitive nature of the subject matter, we have chosen not to include intro, outro, nor incidental music. Thank you all for listening.
1: Welcome to the Volgarat Tours, where we explore the filmographies of genre filmmakers. We are currently in the midst of our series on the films of Denis Villeneuve. And this week we are talking about his 2009 film, Polytechnique. This is a challenging film, so I know there was already a content warning, but just be aware. I'm Paco. I'm,
0: I'm Terry.
2: I'm Evan. I'm Jason. Jason.
0: Um, So yeah, as as Pago said at the top, this is a sensitive topic and we want to treat it as such. Um, So at the top, I just want to, for everybody that doesn't know uh, what this film is about, it is essentially a kind of a creative walkthrough of the events of the Ecole Polytechnique massacre, which happened on December 6th in 1989. Um, So essentially what happens, just as a quick overlay... Is that a young man came in with a semi-automatic rifle with the intent of killing feminists and got away with um, murdering 14 women, injuring 10 women and four men in the process, and then shooting himself in the head uh, by the end of it. And it all took place over an hour or two. It was uh, a harrowing event and we'll, we'll, we can get into that stuff. Um, but I also just wanna mention at the top here that throughout this episode, as Denny also does in the movie, we're not going to mention the killer by name, we're not going to bring up his name. Um, and the reason for that, I would just like to read you the mission statement from this great organization, great website called DontNameThem.org. And the reason why we're not going to mention the killer's name is it's simple, it's effective. Don't sensationalize the names of the shooters in briefings or in reporting about active attack events. It is journalistically routine to name the killer. It's public record, and it is important to use their names and likeness to apprehend them or bring them to justice. However, once they are captured, it's really no longer a part of the story other than to create a call to action for a like-minded killer to take their plans and thoughts and make them into deeds. Sociologists and criminologists should study the criminal But let's not glorify the attacker by giving them valuable airtime. Don't share their manifestos, their letters, their Facebook posts. Be above the sensationalizationism. Tell the real stories, the stories of the victims, the heroes and the communities who come together to help families and heal. Active shooter research data shows the increase in these events by encouraging the media to focus less on the subjects and more on the victims. It is hoped that future events can be prevented yeah let's uh you guys uh want to get into <laughs> the minutiae of of yeah. uh denny's uh, recreation of the events it's yeah. third movie it's uh, and, uh this also is a, this is a
2: tough one also ex- excuse any of us for our uh if we fumble or, or like you know this is not this is not a historical podcast but we do think some of this stuff is important.
1: And we are a bunch of idiots, but we're yeah. we're trying to treat this respectfully. Yeah.
2: We
0: tried. We we at least all did some research and for that fact. So we're going to try, but yeah, we may not be uh super accurate with something, so please do forgive us.
1: So one of the things uh coming into this movie that I was concerned about is I uh I feel like there is a bit of um an issue a lot of times in dramatizing uh, massacres. There have been several movies about real life incidents with real life victims and a lot of the time I feel like the uh, um, movies don't have a reason to be and I think that mm-hmm. it's a gross exploitation of the victims. Right. I was worried about that with this movie but I think Denis does everything right to showcase the victims and more importantly uh the way he structures the story is kind of a way to stop people from like doing the uh monday morning quarterbacking of like why didn't you stop the shooter yeah um one of the choices that as far as i can tell is historically accurate is this was you know 1989 they didn't really have school shootings yet and, especially not in Canada. Yeah. And the men thought that the women were being taken hostage for like hostage taking. Yeah. So he went and ran and was like, call the cops. There's women being taken hostage. Yeah. And so, so much of the post event issues were related to, well, why didn't the men do anything? And it's like the men thought this was the best way to keep them safe. Like, they had no way of knowing what this asshole was going to do.
0: And also, uh, in a lot of testimonies and stuff, a lot of people at that time, too, when warnings (laughs) were being thrown out, people running through and being like, help, help, they all thought it was a joke because this was an end of term at school. And everybody just thought, that like... These. This is like uh, when. Also, when the killer walks in to the first classroom with the gun and demands that they separate, everybody wasn't sure what to do because again, they thought it was a joke until he fired off a couple of those shots. So, it's there was like Paco was saying. It's like it's it's not as uh, cut and dry. It's a very complicated. As like, why didn't you do anything? It's yeah. very complicated. Well, and I think it's not also, everybody knew what was going
2: on either. I think it's also really important to note that. I like to be as sensitive as possible. We have to understand that like these are essentially, they're they're barely adults. These are like yeah, just a, they're kids. They're kids, and to 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 put the expectation that anyone, let alone like again a young adult, should just lay down their life immediately or to judge them for not exactly yeah, like, right. Like, this this is kind is of like her such shame a them? complicated Mark situation. Nine eleven shit. Exactly, it's it is just, just
3: like so so revisionist. Oh, it. I'm sure if I was in that situation, I was like teenager or whatever, or yeah, y- early 20s, y- if yeah. any person of age right. that, Oh, I would have done something. It's like, well, you don't know there's yeah. like, it's so we're going to try to be as trauma informed as possible. But I think it's like, there's no denying that. Okay. This is uh Denis's third movie. It's a period movie. It's in black and white. And there's so many different reasons that it's compelling as a film. And I think some of the kind of murkiness that we were talking about off mic was like, um, like, why was this made? Like, what what was the intention behind it? And kind of, yeah, why such choose a,
0: this after nine year a nine year absence of being a filmmaker? Well,
3: and, and two, just like you know, uh, it reminded me of Elephant, Gas Van Sans' Elephant yeah, from like two thousand three or something, which was like four years after Columbine, which was like a significant event that shook America for a second. But there hasn't been any work done. And I think that's another part of this massacre. That's interesting is kind of what happened in Canada as a result of, you know, what occurred and stuff. But so from what I read, uh, and I think
1: we should focus more on the film. uh, One of the interesting things is they did pass gun control legislation after, but then it was, uh, mostly cut back, Mm -hmm. uh, in the, you know, 30 years since the incident.
2: I mean, yeah, political things shift and yeah,
1: of course. So, I think uh, this movie is a huge downer, obviously. Of, yeah, to put it mildly. Yeah, to put it mildly. But yeah, I, I would love to know, did any of you in your research uh, come across Denis explaining why he chose to tell the story?
0: Yeah, I read a couple things. Um, one thing that you can just find in Wikipedia is simply that you know the project was brought to him and he thought... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't too early as much as there was still tension about it in Quebec. There wasn't, it wasn't too early to make a film about it. And in an interview with the uh, Toronto Film Critics Association, he did mention that, you know, after taking such a long hiatus as he did between Maelstrom and Polytechnique, Mm -hmm. you know, he was taking care of his family, went back to school. Uh, He just felt like his first two films, he wasn't going in the right direction. So this one, this and Incendies he wrote at the same time. And he was—he just really wanted to tackle some really, really heavy but important topics. Topics that he thought were very important to him. He wanted to tell these stories. Um, so that was kind of as much as I could gather um, from the internet about it, why he came back to do this film in particular. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I also think there is something to be said about, um, I think, I think there's something self-evident about why you make this kind of movie. Like yes, everyone might have a slightly different reason for picking a topic like this, but I think at the end of the day, and especially given the way that the film unfolds, I think it's pretty obvious that this is this is a call to action. This is a reminder to mm-hmm. never forget the events. Like, and I don't think it's a coincidence that it's 20 years after, you know, it comes out in 09. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I maybe they were aiming for the 20th anniversary. I who who can say? But I think that that's significant to some extent, and I think again, like you just you have to keep this in the consciousness because we don't want these events to happen. And I don't think it's fair to judge a film by how effective it is, at least insofar as like did it make an actual difference? Because I think the intent is important here. Like it doesn't matter if people watch the film and said let's pass gun control. I think it matters that they watch the film and remember that this happened and remember that like this is this is not like a the past it can it can happen again we have to be vigilant like this don't forget yeah but,
1: i i definitely felt that way uh post watching it mm-hmm. i uh i spend a lot of time on q and on forums because i find them like super Lovely. compelling but
2: not okay, because no, you're into cut, QAnon. Yeah, sounds, yeah yeah yeah, 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 there. Yeah, oh, yeah cut it there that's perfect
1: <laughs> uh, because i find their weird obsessions really fascinating but that gives, like, I know where to go to, like, access dark corners of the internet. And I mm. it made me want to go to some of the really ugly places to see if I could find these people and stop them before. That's Sun Tzu, right? It's like, you have to understand your know enemy. Know thine enemy.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: But. In a way, yeah. I don't know. Like, that would just be a waste of time. It's just, like, it's so frustrating to know that this shit happens again and again. And we, as a society, don't do anything.
2: Yeah, And well,
1: it. It's so painful
2: and I can't help wondering as well. Um, I, kn- I know that we I I know I have in particular also have been like, oh, it's Canada, it's Canada, it's Canada, but the United States is still Canada's neighbor. And so I think, again, like every single time there's another insane mass shooting in the United States, like I, I don't think that people are unaware of that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think also, like, even if even outside of the Canadian context, like if this is going to be released internationally like i i think there's no way that like Denis is not aware of columbine for instance you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so there, there absolutely is this kind of like collective consciousness where we're seeing this the rise of this kind of violence in the west in a, in a big way not that it doesn't happen elsewhere too but i think that it's kind of it's we used to there used to be this perception that the west somehow was like insulated from um like Violence in a way that, like a war-torn country, like in Africa, for instance, Mm -hmm. isn't, and that's just not really true Mm -hmm. anymore. And and maybe it was never true, but it's certainly not true now. Mm. And so I think it definitely. I think that I think again, there's no way that 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 he's not aware of these events happening outside of his country. Oh
0: yeah, and I think one thing he does do well in this movie is to not sensationalize. Yes, he's not. He's trying to make a point with the movie, and I think he does it sensitively. yeah there's no soundtrack
3: there's no like violins or this is a scary moment it's like they're using sound design in a stark contrast to like we're there a lot of the shots are handheld
0: yeah and from the perspective of the victims not many like there might be a couple shots where you follow the shooter but a lot of it is as soon as he starts opening fire the cameras will shift over to handheld where it's like everybody ducking under desk and you're seeing him through this kind of shaky cam underneath a desk. And well, like, it's like, yeah, we're it's- all eyewitnesses because yes. I mean,
3: we were talking uh, off mic that it's like, it's kind of interesting that um, like all the, ev- it's very almost clinical where it's there. He's using like eyewitness testimony. I can imagine for all the survivors, yeah. the men that uh, you know, are passed over um And it's, like, it makes you kind of there. And, and like, they use, like, rifle fire as a really loud part of the sound mix so that you each fire, like, each shot that's taken is almost like he, Vinu, like, knew the precise number of shots that had occurred and that everyone was, like, shattering. Whether or not it connected with someone or not, it, it, like, really heightens the tension which is something that i think he would explore further with the rest of his work like this yeah. as much as the other two movies kind of felt like the new movies like this one is a whole other well
0: I, close encounter violence is a thing that he yeah. kind of does like once you get to even sicario and stuff like that yeah. close quarter like uh, tight shots and like overwhelmingness of your environment is definitely something that he kind of carries on afterwards
2: well and i think as well um to kind of like talk about like stylistic uh, depictions of certain events. I I think that there's something really significant in uh, the scene in the classroom, like the scene, mm-hmm. you know, where we cut back and you know we've already seen it from one side. Now we're seeing it from yeah. from the 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 women's side, and it is more harrowing than even the first depiction of mm-hmm. it. But again, I think it's very important to to show that side. But what we see is that. You know, he writes this manifesto. And so, like, there's this, you know, obviously he's got this, like, political motivation, or at least so, he says. But when it cuts to them in the classroom and he says, you know, essentially, I hate you because you're going to become engineers and you're feminists. You're, like, you know, taking something from men is, like, the implication. Yeah, There's an attempt by one of the students to, like, uh, for a rebuttal and before she can even finish her sentence he pulls the trigger because it's not it's not about any it's he, he has he's, no, he's going to kill you regardless. Regardless. exactly this isn't there's nothing in this film that would suggest like a sensational depiction where it's like you cannot argue this person down there's
3: there's no yeah. logic to this of like well, it's the true. binariness of like male exactly. and women learn you know like Exactly. That, that's the the whole and why the movies in black and white kind of right. helps to illustrate yeah. this, which I think is history, one of the best thematic yeah. choices yes. that was used. I mean, it's employed. Uh, Evan, you were saying that it's like it was kind of to bypass more of the gore or the blood
0: that. So that the been, blood didn't seem as because there's a lot of it in the film. The yeah, and there it is. Employs a lot. a lot of it. There's, there's a even a scene like we were talking about in the classroom scene, where one of the victims yeah. who survived. Right. Had to lie in their own blood because the bullet grazed them, but their friend's blood, and it just sticks to their face as she gets up.
2: It's not sensationalized. That scene when she gets up, like it, it took me a minute to realize what I was seeing, but like Mm -hmm. you could see, like the impression of it, like stuck to her face. And I've seen a lot of depictions of gore in films, but for some reason, like when when it clicked in my mind that she had been laying in a pool of someone else's blood, it it is like. And you can tell there's like a specific attention to detail in the depiction of this. And like, I don't think it's like important for like hyper realism, though. I know that he did is a beat for beat of of the event, which I do think is important. But also like these stylistic choices, like black and white, for instance, the showing that she was like laying in a pool of her friend's blood. Like Mm -hmm. they are so impactful when when you like realize what they had to do and then they play dead. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: One of the structural things with the film Uh, where it's kind of out of chronological order, where we follow first the male student and then the female student. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the, like, things that does Mm -hmm. is uh, it fills you, like, first you understand the guy feeling like, oh, my God, I failed them. They're all dead. And then... You understand her fear when she hears the door open again. Yeah, she thinks and it's and him plays coming dad. How is yeah. she supposed to Yeah, exactly. there's no way she could have known. It's and, and there's ew. no
2: way he could have known because he's not a doctor. He's a fucking college student. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and he's trying to... like He's, he's got, got that first 20s. aid kit and he's trying to help that poor well, girl in one yeah, of those scenes. The, the, that really horrible
2: point where he realizes... And this is like... I've seen this motif in like... Other, and I'll maybe this is like a a real thing where it's like you're working on one wound and you realize... There's another. There's another. Yeah. yeah, and given the amount of blood on the floor, yeah. again, like Denia is very, it's, very like uh the way that he d- like shows the story without like pointing things out or anything like that. It's like just a shot of the floor, and a huge pool of blood. And again, just like when you realize that she was laying in someone else's blood, the way that it is shot, you know, you're like, no, that's her blood. She has a second wound. Like that, yeah. there is a really subtle craft to the mm-hmm. way that this film is structured, that I think. Again, it's just so anti-sensational. There, I think the this is a good film about a terrible subject. Yeah.
1: It's an incredibly powerful, incredibly well-made film that I will never watch again. That's yeah, exactly,
0: exactly how I feel. It's an important film, I think. Yes. Uh, to go back to uh, the woman in the in the first classroom yeah. speaking up about not being a feminist, that is an actual person named Natalie Cruteau, who unfortunately was one of the fatalities sure. in this massacre, but that was a real thing that she spoke up, sure, trying to say something, and apparently she got a little bit more out. So it was an interesting creative, like, um, choice by Denny to make her cut off, because apparently the eyewitness, people unnamed for reasons, um, but yeah, just just so people know, that was like that's kind of that's Denny's creative uh, liberty, which I think makes it more impactful in that scene. But also, it kind of shows, even to like the finest points, his accuracy, as much accuracy as he wanted to get out of this, in, like, recreating the entire event. Well, mm-hmm. especially,
3: like, there's a large chunk of the movie that's kind of dedicated to the killer and their perspective, but it's done in a way that doesn't sympathize that person at all. And now like, no, you just kind of see. No, know what I mean? Some of them, like there are so many moments in the movie that I thought were memorable and were kind of like earth shattering. But another one was like some of the intense close ups in the car where it's almost like he's hesitating. He's like writing the manifesto that was served as the narration at the top of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a lot of the, there's no score. It's like breathing. It's the textures of the metal going into like the clip. It's like, Well, uh, even in the classroom where the, the massacre occurs, you hear like the overhead, like the overhead light, um, the, the the slide. Yeah. You, you hear like the, the buzz of the projector, Mm -hmm. you hear like these really quiet tones that like the dynamic shifts between loud scenes, quiet scenes, like really help amplify the tension of like, you don't know where he is. Uh, people like on the other side of the campus who didn't realize that uh there was a shooting that it had occurred yeah it's like broken up in the quad in a really terrifying sequence where like you go from like earlier in the movie to them like kind of enjoying it's like a, a, a yeah, he, you know a student union building where everyone is just kind of like studying and they're playing um you can dance of, if you want to yeah exactly or, or, they're, they're doing they were, an 80s soundtrack yeah, doing a lot of, of like uh,
1: Tainted Love,
3: it, new collective or whatever.
1: Yeah, they, uh, yeah, but they had a cover of Tainted Love. Yeah, that was yeah, a weird, that's why it was so almost it was definitely like they a cover, couldn't afford. It, I think that's yeah, what it was because it was
3: like that one wasn't the eighty. They they wouldn't have done a remix of that, know, that separate podcast. But yeah, that's for exactly. the Patreon. Is let's talk about the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, um, one thing I appreciated that Denny did in this film was starting. Okay, so the way the film starts off is. You're watching students just in, like, at the copy, at, like, you know, by copy machines. And they're putting in the quarters to make copies and stuff. And then he kind of hangs on this one woman for, like, a little while, like a minute or so. And then you hear the first shot, and you, or first few shots, and you see the impact of the bullet hit her. graze another woman as she wanders off blood. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to black. And now we start the film as, like, building up, like, okay, who is the shooter? But then who are uh, Valerie and Stephanie, these two other characters that we're following that are roommates, friends that go to the same college. One of them has a job opportunity. And then we also introduce the the, kind of the male supporting figure in the story. Um, And it's
1: like... One thing I do think is crucial in that introduction is the first time we see the killer, he has the gun pointed at himself and he pulls the trigger. I forgot
0: about that. Yes. Which kind of helps you... See where the story's going to go, so it's not just like this complete level of dread the entire movie. You know, it's unless, of course, you know the events like that actually happened. But as he's releasing this movie and like America and stuff like, trying to be more widespread, a lot of people probably didn't know. I didn't know anything about the Cole Polytechnique massacre until we were doing this movie.
1: I remember learning about it in uh, college, oh, okay. um, because uh, I was in a uh, like drama class where we were writing stuff and a woman oh. wrote about it and i remember being a dipshit kid and being like well why didn't the men like try to do something yeah. which is super shitty and of course one of the things i didn't think about at the time is the 20 plus years of context of yeah uh massacres in the meantime yeah. which i've touched on earlier but uh we didn't used to have those in the same way. Like yeah. we were far more likely to have like political activists, like taking people hostage or, you know, hijacking. It's the same thing with nine 11 where they yeah. hijack planes and they never used them in that way before. So there's no way for those people to have known uh, that. exactly. And so it's people weren't used to it. It's a form of victim blaming that I think a lot of people get way too comfortable with, especially given, you know, our, gender roles and the fact that like as a society we uh, broadly speaking i'm not saying this is how any of us feel yeah. but men are supposed to protect women and keep yeah, them exactly. safe uh which is not a bad thing i'm just saying like it's, it's, it's a it's, bit of an outdated
2: it's, it's dynamic. a lot more complex than just yeah yeah well it's it's anachronistic because like if we're talking about like this film was very clearly kind of addressing things through like a much more nuanced like feminist way Mm -hmm. and so if if we're approaching it from that angle then it's then it would be incredibly reductive to use the same gender binary as the killer
1: well one of the things i think is crucial is using the male student in a really interesting way because yes it is an answer to all those critics being like why didn't the men do anything yes because he's spending the whole time trying to do more once he realizes what's going on like he's incredibly brave and,
2: and just like anything at all because again like this is not like a, a like a teaching hospital or something like these are engineering students like these are not m- trained medics like exactly yeah and and he and he's doing anything he can and it doesn't matter if that's like what he did or didn't do because i think it's important to show that this is not it is not such a simple issue that you can just say that. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. a
0: really good point, Paco, because honestly, I, mean, I think we talked about this off mic, I was, a part of my thinking was like, oh, this was kind of a unnecessary male figure to shoehorn into something that is for, that is supposed to be about the victims who are women, but that is a really good point. It's almost like that character is sort of a rebuttal, uh, Denny making a rebuttal. He's also an amalgamation of a lot of right. um Mm -hmm. the the male students that afterwards that survived would go on to commit suicide over guilt because society was pressuring them but that is a really good point that i now that we are talking about it i see it as denny is trying to make uh, a political point against what everybody's saying like why didn't men do anything and he's like well here's kind of the best i can describe of what it would be like for one but of it's the a male fantasy. students doing like it here. It's like in a
3: perfect world, there are heroes, like superheroes who are able to do these things or your yeah. your projected idea of like, oh, I could have done that or I wish I had done that. Yeah. When really but it's he does like, it sensitively.
0: And it's, it's not like he doesn't do it in a fantastical way where the yeah. guy is a hero. He tries, but he cannot save anybody.
2: But, but I, I think that's also, I think that's, it, it, it's a really harrowing aspect to that character. But I think that, is what rings so true about this film is that like for better or worse there is not like this this like watershed like shift where it's like oh like no one gets saved like i'm sorry that's just that's that's the real world and
1: i think that's important again to combat that narrative because in the real world like most of the time that doesn't happen there was a shooting in oregon in 2015 where somebody charged the shooter and was able to stop it, uh, but he got shot several times, right. and he was a trained soldier. Right. Um, yeah, but that's like, like,
3: like the fatalistic part of the movie is like no matter what anyone could have done or wished they had done, it would have ended up regardless. Well, and and I think yeah. that's that's the key here because like, and, and I think also um, it almost forgives the people. Yeah, yeah. In because weird, at, at the very end, way, at the
2: very know. end as well, Um, while she's on the stretcher being taken out, and she's saying, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I should have come back."
0: yeah
2: sorry no, that's it's that's a good sign. i can yeah I get and, and her response is it's not your fault yeah because exactly. Yeah. exactly he did not
3: pull the trigger yeah
2: and i think that's the most important like point denise
3: making yeah and in, in like... that you had said too terry that it's just like they're all kids the idea that like oh if only the men had stayed and refused yeah. and that's the guilt that carried a lot of with a lot of people was like mm-hmm. that idea of like oh, i wish i could have but it's like this is a perf- person with a gun. You're a kid. Yeah. Like, you're, just like you had said, there's no, there's not an expectation. Like, the no. the, and the way that he's able would to. change keep, if yeah, they had stayed? Yeah, exactly. They'd just be dead, I mean, too.
0: Yeah, he would have, would well.
3: And I mean, it's easy maybe. for you to say that from your current vantage point yeah. than exactly. to right. whatever. And that Behind even includes, fucking safety like, wall. I can't imagine what being a survivor would be like, but it's just like this movie gives them the okay that, like, I don't know. There, there's yeah. something really deep and powerful, and I, I was intrigued by how this, how Villeneuve had responded to this because it, it's this clearly such made a, a sensitive depiction. It, it yeah. made an impact on exactly. him clearly, and like the stylistic choices that he makes to capture it. Like, I love all of the camera shifts were nuts, including like at the very end uh, where it's just a tracking well, shot. There which, are, there, yeah, are two scene, there are two template. scenes. There are two scenes because mm-hmm.
2: before um, the male student commits suicide. There is, uh, it slowly inverts, like there's like a helicopter shot, yeah. And then like everybody's world's turned upside yes, down, yeah. of like
0: in Quebec, or and Mon- yeah, it's, Montreal, it's Quebec, really
1: Mon- interesting, Mon- yeah. like because they play with not the full uh, 180 degree, but they'll do mm-hmm. like 90 degree tilts where people yeah. are sideways yeah. for yeah. a lot of it.
2: Which, which, like, normally I would be like, oh, this is some indie stuff, but I, w- which is not that it wouldn't have stylistic significance even in the indie film, but I think. In this film, it is so impactful.
3: It well, even the setting with it, like snowing, like yes. all the opening yeah, shots are exactly. gorgeous. Like that's that composition that I've always yes. thought of when it yeah. comes to Villeneuve. I mean,
1: um, one of the things is a lot of these people are not wearing jackets because they're inside. Yeah. Exactly. And then, like when they break the window and run out, and you see the snow coming in, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, God knows. I hopefully they can find shelter somewhere close by mm-hmm. but like you could fucking freeze to death yeah
2: exactly cuz it, it, it seems very remote yeah. yeah
1: yeah it seems very remote in all the uh want well, to know that it's
2: like shots that, that we remote get. but there's like you saw it like when he, when he goes to his mom's house there's like
3: Six feet of snow but from out, out of out. the yeah. frying pan into the fire of like, OK, there's an active shooter. And now you're yeah. hiding in completely exposed in yeah. just your T-shirt. Well, reports yeah. also said yeah. that it
0: was there was freezing rain that day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it was that like just that cold, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how what do you guys think of uh the choice to make one of the two protagonists? Uh, man, I, I mean, we discussed it a little bit. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense to counter a lot of the narratives
3: yeah. that
0: yeah, the uh, came out. Well, there's narratives. a
3: duality too with like showing them each leaving their places and the differences. And f- all three characters that are introduced that way of like how they made their beds and stuff, yeah. right? mm-hmm. how they left, how they entered the school. There were there's duality on all of it to almost like counter, just like you had said, like to counter whatever narrative is in the killer's mind of and demonstrate the antisocial,
1: I guess, you know, my question, uh, to phrase it a different way is, do you think it would have been more impactful if it was another woman, uh, because they were the ones being targeted or do you think it, makes more sense because i think i read that there was some criticism Mm. that men were focused yeah and i can understand i understand the criticism but
0: here's here's one thing that uh, an article i read from the british film institute that i thought was really good they the writer of the article kind of pointed out and this kind of leads back to my my previous point i was making about like the structure of the film and like introducing the characters is that so for one you have the two female protagonists One of them, Valerie, who's kind of the the main focus of the two, Mm -hmm. is obviously shown as incredibly bright, has a future, has job offers while she before she's even graduating. Well, and sexist. Yes, exactly. Which (laughs) is a great scene to show the duality of like, okay, this guy is this guy is coming in for misogynistic reasons to kill women, and here is society like an example of society being like fucking misogynist on the other side. So no matter what, they can't fucking win. Um, and then the male character, though, is kind of like, he's kind of like fumbly, like he seems like a nice guy, but he's like scrambling, like it's right before the test. He's asking, asking Valerie for he her notes. He relies on, the, on like, her
3: notes because she's got her monster. shit together. Yeah, yeah he's he's just a ring we've up. all been there. Yeah, and no, no,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's like their point being kind of like, it's that, that interesting duality of like, here is a, a woman thriving, but being kind of shunted by society for trying to get a civil engineer. And he seems to be doing just fine. And while he's like just a casual student, you know, it, it where his character is kind of like I don't know the the you see the difference
3: in he's not as hard a worker.
0: He's not as hard a worker, which again, av- just like casual, like young. Well, you see student.
3: how how much women have to go through. Of yeah, like, like, oh, like my having, education's he, not a hobby.
0: And to think that like maybe he wouldn't have to try as hard. He could get yeah. a job like that because he's a. Im- a man
3: and he has enough quarters for the in fucking copy machine to take yeah, notes from someone else, from her. And it's like, it's, it's kind of, yeah. there's some like, he a didn't have his own notes for that. that he's, a yeah. also, like, there's I, a
0: little bit of that subtext you can read into. It's not blatant in the story, but you can kind of read into maybe that's like, no, part a, of his character. There's a feminist reading here
2: for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I also think, I, I think it shows, um, to answer Paco's question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, I think also all of those like kind of interconnections show that again, there were people who died and like that is only one side of a tragedy. Yeah. Like something like this happens and it like, it affects the community, affects the, Mm. like all of Montreal. It affects the people who were friends with these people that borrow their notes before class. Mm -hmm. Like
0: they were all uh, commiserating just fine together. Right. Like there is, that is, I think, another important thing that Denny does in this. He shows that all the students and everybody, they're all getting along. They're all pals. Like, yeah. nobody well,
3: that is in the same mindset as yeah. the killer. Because he's so antisocial. Yeah. Like, he's completely separated. Like, his only interaction that you've seen in person is with his roommate, who they barely kind of mumble something to each right. other. And then yeah, he exactly. talks to the guard after he's being, like... He's completely separate. Everyone is hanging out listening to Devo or whatever the fuck. And like, he's completely on the outskirts. And in fact, like, yeah. yeah.
2: Something I also like to kind of touch on the kind of um, really even handedness and like the sort of humanist approach I think we're seeing here. Cause I think Denis definitely, at least in so far as like his, his early career so far in my experience, I I get a lot of humanist vibes from it where Mm -hmm. he's like very sensitive. And like, I don't, you know, I think there is a sensitive, or a a nuanced, is the correct word, a nuanced depiction of even the killer, mm-hmm. sure, which is, I think, an important distinction as well, where, like, yes, he's antisocial and they're like these things, but also like we see him, he gives a note to his mother, mm-hmm. um, he he like uh, works himself up in the car, like he yeah. has to. And and God, I, those yeah, those real those
0: moments that they're like Danny yeah, spends with him where he's like up building shots, up to Where the are. camera's
3: even shaking that yes. you feel yes. yourself trembling as he's loading the clips. Yes. And like, like you're
0: waiting for it, but you see, yeah, him thinking about well, like and, going through with this. And he's, he's planned
2: it. But well, and, like, and there's a point um right before uh the massacre starts where
3: he, he starts up his car. Yeah. Yeah, like he's gonna leave. Like yeah, he's gonna leave. Exactly.
2: So, so and this isn't like I don't think Denise like intention is to sympathize, like not to sympathize with the killer, but to
3: humanize them. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a, a pass. It's to no, say no, no. this no, is no, a real exactly. person. This is also on a narrative level, trying to get you to identify this isn't just like a he's, random. He's not, this isn't like a comically yeah, evil guy. Guess what, he's not a supervillain. Yeah,
0: he's not just like somebody that came out of the. This could be your neighbor who's everywhere.
3: spying on you right now. Exactly. Outside your yes, that, like,
2: this could be yeah. your son or yeah, your brother. Exactly. Like,
3: yeah. it, it,
2: it's not to say that, like, there's no. Like, it's not to say you should sympathize with him, but there is. That's what there, makes him scarier. Yes, there, 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 there is, like, a really scary. Yeah, exactly. Like, r- again, realism. To the portrayal of the killer. There are so
1: many way. men out there right now who feel like he does. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, it, and
2: I think uh, to, to, to touch on the point where like he starts the car up like he could leave, I don't think Denise is saying that like this massacre could have been prevented. But perhaps one of the intentions behind the film is to say if these men are, can be identified, perhaps there could be a, uh, an attempt to stop this kind of violence from happening
3: exactly it's not to
2: say that there's a responsibility of the individuals to stop it blah blah blah. we, like, we already talked about this a lot but again that like these people are not totally beyond reach like this person like he he went and he he gave a letter to his mother like these are not like uh uh, uh like monsters come out of the like the darkness yeah exactly this these
0: are s- sons <laughs> real people real people and uh yeah that is a good point
2: and that, I, I did think that was a very um, smart and impactful choice by Denis as well, like to to humanize the killer.
0: And he does it. He does it in the way we, as we were just mentioning, like it's. He doesn't make him sympathetic. Right. It is. It's, it's complicated. He's. He does it. Very complicated. He's. Yeah. It's very complicated. And like. Even it is mastery, like how he does it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. The performance does it well. The here is one piece of information that I I, I am curious to see what you guys think as a creative choice a lot of the testimonies afterwards um the eyewitness testimonies were that he was actually had a like kind of evil grin on his face during most of this and it might have been the actor's choice might have been denny's choice but th- he chose not to do that.
3: I think that's a good choice. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. a good choice. I, I think that so would have too. gone a step too far in like yeah. the way of super sensationalizing yeah. it. It's and it's just like, hey, you're making a movie, so you have full control of whether or not you want to include something that was really the case or not. Yeah. And I feel like that would have made it sillier or even more enticing to people who yes. see the movie and don't view it the same like way. I, the exactly like the do. Joker. I, I, think <laughs> I
2: think I think though. there's like a a few times there might be what I would describe as like a rictus, like mm. grin, where there's mm-hmm. like this really, but it's, there's no joy in it. It's a hate. Yeah. It's like. It, it, exactly.
3: They're, they're inebriated with
2: hate. Yeah. I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, just just like, like. Name my band. Poisoned,
3: right? Like there's no. Yeah coming back from that and there's no telling him to stop or him going back and and really like that goes along with the entire yeah like there's no stop and and obviously we're watching at this through historical lens there wasn't any way to stop it no you know and so including him he couldn't stop himself no Uh,
0: he eventually did at the end of the day but it's like uh, who knows why yeah honestly he decided to stop then uh it's yeah i I did want to ask paco if, mm-hmm. if if you're free
1: yeah sorry i'm just <laughs> i'm looking at uh some of the uh, reports of recent incel violence because i thought that was smart to talk about i like
0: but, that yeah. uh, well I, I just wanted to ask you because you asked us about the the male character what are your thoughts on that
1: i didn't think it was a good choice at okay. the start but as the movie went along and i realized what the purpose was and I learned the true story. And it's worth noting that the last victim, Denis, in the... In, in, in memoriam. Yeah. At in the, the end. Blay. Is a man who killed himself after uh, the attack because he felt so guilty about not being able to stop it. I, After all that, and like during the movie, I realized that there's a real purpose to it. Both to, as I said before, counteract the idea that... Like, well, why didn't the men do something? Uh, narrative and to show that the violence has these broader, right? Uh, impacts like, d- uh, like, uh, ripples, yes. on yeah, a yeah, that tri- yeah. because yeah, exactly. the real man who killed himself after his mom and dad killed themselves the next year, yeah, uh, and it's just violence has repercussions far beyond the original. Uh, Intent and I think that it makes a lot of sense. Um, I do also think it makes like him running and we see some of the violence first, and then when we see uh, her in the same hallways, it makes it a lot more stressful because we know she's far more likely to be targeted. Yeah, exactly. Um, And she's the target. It's I think it's the right choice but god damn this movie is such so a hard. challenging movie but yeah. you also
3: by opening the nice. movie with like someone getting shot in the first couple of minutes yeah. when you have the yeah. male character in that same space making copies and it's like the eludo oh, he sees something and then it turns out to be well, like a painting yeah, yeah like dude, you almost tension. you think it's gonna well, happen like then. he's doing okay. things as a filmmaker that's really complicated and creating this tension it, of, and as
2: well what is important is what painting is it it's picasso's guernica
3: yeah our, our, i was gonna yeah, ask yeah that's what you. i was gonna say yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> too. it's like i know okay. that painting okay. i know so, the yes, significance th- of it but I th- don't this know is picasso's guernica it's about guernica it was excuse me uh vernica it's about a uh, uh massacre um committed by the nazis yeah. and i i do not think that is a coincidence oh, not, absolutely not. not. And, and, like, yeah. and not only that but um it is it is a work it, it is also done in black and white that that is not like a reproduction like in the film like it that is done like in uh monotone interesting yeah it's a very interesting choice by picasso <gasps> oh, and uh what you don't see in the like, reproduction is that it is like, it, it's like a nine or like, I think it's like a 12 foot panel. It is it's enormous. enormous. When you see it, it is like, yeah, it, it like in awe of like what Picasso is communicating. Like he, he it's. And so again, I, Denis, there's no, that, that painting is so laden with symbolism that there's, there's no way that it's like. Oh yeah.
1: I, as soon as I saw it, I was like that,
2: yes yeah but i think that's also important here too where it's like to to show this like kind of senseless violence and i think to link it historically to other kind of things like the, the yeah right like the systemic. senseless violence yeah yeah and well in the ripples too though like mm-hmm. i think this is communicating something like really complex here in a lot of really subtle ways and i think as well touching on again i i think like an, like the the Shooting the same hallway over and over from like a different point of view, like earlier when we see the male student like stalking through the hallway, we see the blood on the floor, mm-hmm. and later on when we see her leave the room, we know exactly where the blood came from. There, there, are mo- there are so many of these moments where, like, there are almost these like forensic clues laid out in the film that I think are really gruesome, but are again to to show a trail of blood in a film is normally kind of like like in like a horror film would be like like make it like tense but not in in and of itself horrifying
1: Mm -hmm.
2: necessarily it 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 like it references something that like is coming for you but in this one it's like no you know exactly where this came from you know how it got there and just like a single drop of blood on the floor is so terrifying to see and i think uh, similarly in another another way uh, a, and, again, a great way to minimize, like, the depiction of violence is when he jumps on top of the desks and he's shooting through the desks
3: yeah. into the floor.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, we saw already from a different angle, because there's, it, it like, a you know an angle, like, straight on and then an angle from above. We see that everyone's under the desks. He's not shooting into the floor. He's shooting into people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
1: I... P- I'm having a hard time remembering because this movie was a lot. Yeah. Um what was it? was a long 80
2: minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> where we actually see the end of it because I feel like uh he kills himself in like because it's out of chronology for this massacre as we're seeing it from different perspectives. Sure. Uh after this male protagonist runs into a room uh and there's people playing punk yeah, um, yeah yeah
0: and he's trying to tell people yeah oh, oh that's right but, They're like, but having
1: that's a party like in there that's like the cut out from the massacre to everything after yes um which is a really yeah. interesting and bizarre choice because it is so disjointed
2: i think um
1: the, and it it's supposed to like showcase how discombobulated the survivors
2: yeah, are Yeah, exactly and but, how
0: disconnected some people were from
2: well i think even society at large too like where like, we we talked great length about like the people that were criticizing the men. Like some people were totally unaware of this happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like you can have a mass shoot, uh, like people could be having a party in the same like building or campus that a mass shooting is happening. Yeah, which was an interesting choice to make as the cutout of the the event.
2: And then and then we do seem to skip forward some time. It's not clear how much, but I do think it is nice to see that that this film ends on a slightly upbeat note yeah because it is so harrowing and so grueling that Mm -hmm. i do appreciate that Denise, is like there is a hopeful ending to this this is not it is not only bleak
1: yeah it's like she got out she's dealing with a lot but she's
3: Rebuilding her life and creating a new one in the it, post-traumatic yeah. stress of like yes. yeah, how, how does someone with pick her. up the, like cool they survive, but what does that mean? Yeah, like, I, what is well, and I think
2: know. as well, what's really interesting is like her writing the note to the killer's mother and you know?
3: saying it's only the
1: second day she's ever been scared.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. what might she be scared of? Like, does bringing a, a like a male child into exactly. the world yeah. mean that they could become this? Like, I think this is the recognition. Like, this could be your yeah. son. This could yeah. be your brother.
0: She, I mean, uh, what's that final line? She says something about, like, if I have a boy, I'll tell him to respect women. If I have a girl, I'll tell her that the world is hers. Yes. Um, yes. Is, is I, I think, feminist a really interesting line to say at the end of the movie. And I think perfectly sums up, well, you know, it's a good feminist I think line. But it sums up a lot of, like, what she took away. Yes. It's really interesting
1: th- that this was released in 2009 because... It's almost hard to remember at this point because of how monumental, like, the past five or six years have been in terms of recognition of both feminism and the awful shit that men do to women in the Me Too era. Yeah. Um, Like, that this feels like something that could have been written this year. Yeah. And uh, I feel like most, especially for a male director to be as, like... Uh, sensitive? i don't think sensitive is the right word but um something hostile is not the right word either oh. but as willing to stand up and sort of showcase like so as, there's a lot of okay yeah
0: out so there. like
2: as principled perhaps yeah
0: yeah you um, can say brave but i think that's also not the right word because we should all be doing this like you yeah. should be standing up regardless it's not brave to do that but yeah just right. i
3: mean but to make the movie of this capacity like being a period movie black and white like there's a lot of different it's like the most handheld of the like as his third movie yeah. this is the most technically advanced that oh, like there's far. a lot of stuff going on between yeah. like the sound mix the cinematography like in order to capture like not only is it a great choice to be black and white for like the gore items and stuff but like fact it's a flashback it's black and white it helps with the yeah. period piece Separates it's also it's us. it's the idea that it's like it's it's beautiful like the cinematography yes. the way that so. there's hand held shots like there's a big one or a mm-hmm. one take where it's it's establishing the shot from her perspective as she's walking to like you know be in the quad or whatever mm-hmm. like I love the idea that you know the space of it as we go around through the story of what happened, you kind of know where everything is. Like, you have a sense of it. Well, and, I, and I think and that's, that's what's scary. I think that's a really
2: interesting point because throughout the, like, film, a lot of the setup is Denis giving us the layout of the school. Yeah. S- so yeah. we have a really yes. clear understanding when people are, like, running.
1: Well, it- I would only slightly disagree with you because of how he does it we understand sort of where things are but not necessarily where everything is in relation to something else well well,
3: but it's it's establishing mm. these landmarks okay yeah yeah, i think that's a better way to put it in the amount of people in the space like you see a bunch of things going on this is a
2: huge packed college but yeah, yeah when we see people running like we do know that like yes this is you know, they're on the second floor.
3: There's a first floor. There's, but that's classrooms. part of the chaos too. It's yeah. like, yeah. what the fuck, where are they running? Where is the shooter? Cause it's so close in. Yeah. Yeah. But there yeah, are moments so where you're like, I don't know where he is, but then it puts me in that position, especially all the handheld yeah. camera. Well, work. But the, the handheld it's, stuff is, the and the POV
2: stuff. kind of thing gives it this like sense of like scale. I think yeah. where uh like running frantically through this enormous like maze yeah exactly. and if you're panicking because yes, this is happening of it. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly you don't you could be going in one door and yeah. you don't know yeah. where even the exit might be well, and, that's why and, some people are going and like to get i don't know if window. you've
2: ever been to college like listener, and like you know no no shame or whatever yeah but, exactly like, some doors are locked yeah, like, yeah
0: exactly and just like and also campuses a lot of campuses sometimes are very much a maze like, yes unless you're a student there and know like oh this is the science building this is whatever well, even if you
2: are a student imagine yeah. fleeing in panic like, no that's exactly yeah. true
0: yeah that's and uh i think that was that's to get into the production side of things too, I think that was really Denny did a really good job of that because he shot this. Um, the Cold Polytechnique Institute actually reached out to uh to Villeneuve saying that like you can shoot here if you want. And he said, I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel yeah. like making a movie no. about what happened here yeah. at the actual spot. So no. he he shot in two different uh colleges in Montreal. Sure. So his use of space and actually like making it feel like one whole Mm. school and the maze effect of it and like the close quarters of things, you know, big commons, but also like the, the, the tiny like waiting rooms and hallways, the hallways, hallways. he does a brilliant job with using all the high
3: school. If you were in college, you went anywhere. that was like an administrative building. It kind of makes it look like, it's everywhere. Well, it, it, like, it's a it, campus.
2: It's, I mean, you got to pass
3: through a hallways. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go it's
2: upstairs. You got to go downstairs. You got to go, go indoors and outdoors. I mean, it's, it's yeah. just it's it's, it's huge. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really really
0: well done, and it but it also makes you it he makes it feel lived in. So it I don't know other than like yeah he well, he does a good job with like making that space feel real. I, I it's one thing I think he does really really well with this movie is makes makes you it makes the incident more impactful and this movie more impactful because you feel like you might be the student there yes. and you are part of this event and that's also kind of what makes it like makes you cry while watching this movie because you feel like you're also losing like this could have been you this could be anybody this could be a friend a, a family member and you feel like you know these people and they don't deserve this yeah. and it's just like just like losing even a classmate that you're friends with, it's just horrific. And it's, as the audience member, he does a really good job of making you just feel it well, all and, the way uh, through. Well, and you're, well, and, yeah. And, feel like and, you're and there
2: are like these there, tiny little like part of, part like things. I think like little little um, choices um, when the killer is stalking through the halls toward like maybe like two thirds in. There's like um, by the uh, the escalators. There's like all those discarded bags. Yeah, people oh, that have just yeah, yeah, fled. Exactly. Like, and then there's another scene Aftermath. where I believe Shit. it's the male student going back through the commons. And there's just bags everywhere. Well, not only that, but I think a, there are a couple of like still burning cigarettes that are sitting on mm, the yeah. uh, like the the seats, the the the, the like tears, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, there's like often this motif where it's like, oh, food that was still being eaten. But I think the the bags and like still burning cigarettes, like people left everything just full like and then yeah. you know they punch out the window without their coats on yeah. Like this is pandemonium yeah yeah people did not have enough time to think let no. alone do anything but run Yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do yeah,
0: exactly like <laughs> any any good like um self-defense instructor or even police officers are supposed to be saying if you're getting mugged like similarly
1: give them your shit give yeah. them your shit
0: don't fight back like you could fucking die like it's like anything in your pockets whether it's your credit cards or your fucking id it's, it's not, not worth, worth it. your life it's not like worth mm-hmm. it just run so you know, the speaking of, from
2: experience it's not exactly, worth it exactly <laughs> yeah exactly you can get stabbed in the butt mm, mm-hmm. not me but yeah <laughs> yeah poor <laughs> man uh, <yeah.
0: laughs> but uh yeah
2: this one's a doozy
3: boy. Yeah, this is, this uh, yeah. honestly, it tees up in Cindy's really well. There's Duh. like some shared themes, which is his next movie. And is like it a, his next movie? Oh, yeah, that's 2011, the very isn't it? next movie. And, and, 2010 and, or, or 2010. 2010 yeah. Yeah. Well, I also, it's a quick turn. I feel like for me, like as much as Maelstrom and uh, August, 32nd. August 32nd on Earth, like this feels the first Villeneuve yeah. movie. Like this is kind of, is su- such a vision and kind of such a specific thing that, Like um, you, you had said, Evan, that he had to be kind of enticed to come back and make another movie. Yeah, and he was on like sabbatical. He was like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, it he about a, his first two Yeah, he was yeah. like and he embarrassed by dad, his first He was embarrassed couple. by his first two movies. And so it's like, he, this movie, what I think is so fascinating is it's meticulous in a way yeah. that he, the rest of the movies from this point on, I would say, yeah. are. What like, a I mean, way to and come he's, back. He's, However, I, for real. I will say, what a fucking gut punch. I have yeah. come
2: around on the other two films, not because like, they're necessarily amazing, though I did, I did like Maelstrom, but, I think it's actually good that we watched them. Like we we debated this. Maybe I don't know if we talked about it necessarily in the last episode or not. But seeing those films and seeing this one, even though even if Denise doesn't like them, mm-hmm. there is a lot of that early work in this film. Yeah, like it helps they, inform. It, you could almost
3: imagine any of those characters in the quad. Yes, in the commons, like. It it it, it's weird. Yeah, like you see growth between those movies culminating here where like clearly it's so well thought out and he's already built this kind of like humanist scope of like the point of view from like in like yeah, I feel to, like the first two films really inform the rest of his work. I'm yeah. playing yeah. with form. Like Absolutely. like we
0: saw in Maelstrom, he was playing with form and like chronological certain things, maybe going back, you see a scene over, but then it leads into, you know, like it's someone else's story. Yeah, like, like, like Rashomon style stuff.
3: Non-linear yeah. narrative clearly, yeah. like a choice, like from uh, even, yeah, Maelstrom on.
0: And he kind of perfects it here because also it's like, you're, you're telling the story. I've never seen Gus Vincent's Elephant um I'll tell you what it's like it's a lot pretty like similar this. it's a yeah. lot like this and so i'm always I, I it's just for one going into this movie i was thinking how do you make a movie about this like that isn't just a documentary about the event how do you make a dramatic narrative about well, this event use of, of your yeah. life to make it like yeah and denny i think does a really good job of just like this is this is kind of like the only way you can tell the story well like,
2: I, I also wonder too because i think you're right to bring up elephant and maybe we already have I can't remember, but I, again, I find it hard to imagine that Denit didn't watch Elephant. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, this is also several years after Bowling for Columbine came out. Exactly. So this is still in Zeitgeist.
2: Oh, well, uh, I mean, but, unfortunately, like yeah, and yeah. It's,
0: that's, that's the harrowing part well, in our society. I
2: mean, it's, it's, still... it's in the zeitgeist, but it's politically very contentious for all kinds of stupid reasons. But that's not, uh, we're not a we're political podcast. You know, not, today, not today, at least. Political history podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not
0: today. <laughs> Luckily enough, there has been no arguing.
2: <laughs> nah, it's hard to argue Night to of, uh, no, anything yeah. in this kind of film. This like, is an objective piece. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. It's just. <sighs> I'd never want to watch it again. No, but if somebody asked me about Denis, I'd be like, "What are some of his like more uh, important early films?" Like, unfortunately, I, I would have to suggest this to them. I really mean, would.
1: I this feels like a textbook Criterion Collection movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. 100%. I, I agree. No yeah. questions. It's, a hard one to watch but like it showcases so much about him as a filmmaker yes and i think it's the kind of film that needs to be preserved both because of what it was saying at the time uh and what it still reflects on us yeah agree more it's an incredible
3: piece of filmmaking i never want to see it again but like his voice is strong right out the gate where like you see him completely emerge as the identity that he would further go it's into. it's so with the rest of the interesting movies.
1: because it's not in those first two movies and in this one it's like he came out of this caterpillar i mean there yeah. are pieces though like it's yeah. still the caterpillar still
2: the has like some of the markings of the butterfly you know what i mean yeah so that's beautiful terry uh, i mean i guess i'm feeling poetic i don't know <laughs> but like but no i think but like that's the thing like it's not wholly unrelated but i do understand why there is like a clear delineation between that Mm-hmm. section of his career and mm-hmm. this one this kicks off like the second part of it for better or worse but there absolutely are connections between yeah, it's like the two.
3: nolan's yeah. following into memento we're like following is like yeah. i could see obviously a lot of things going into Nolan the rest of nolan's work but memento was like holy shit yeah that, this it's is such clearly a really no, like, it's such a, i feel like they're like, both comparable, it's like seminal, it's a like. nolan movie he like looks yeah, yeah exactly. line. like because yeah. i would say oh duh and like this is the, the first yeah, Villeneuve new movie even though it's not but like yeah, this is, is the one that is like the emergence of like holy shit this is mm-hmm. yeah, this, this is, is uh, his moon 44 right <laughs> i'd say stargate I, mean, I would say it's more like a stargate for lack of a better yeah. description that's a great review maelstrom's more kind of like 44. stargate <laughs>
0: <laughs> moon 40, and uh maelstrom more like moon 44
3: yeah yes
2: no i agree with that yeah. definitely they they feel connected but lesser works 100 yeah.
0: i know we agreed uh we weren't going to do a saving face but i do want to give a shout out not necessarily for performance but the actor who played Valerie, the the woman that survives, and we get a uh, what would be you know an epilogue to her story at the end of the film, mm-hmm. played by Corinne. I'm sorry, uh, French listeners, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but Corinne uh, Vanasse. Uh, she was really really good in this movie, but also she was one of the producers as well as one of the main researchers for the film. interesting. So interesting. it was kind of like her and Denny. Is she, is banding she, together. Was she an actress creatives. before this yeah. film? Yeah, okay. she's okay. Been an actress. Interesting, she, but this so this, this was like a passion project. Though. Yeah, this was kind of like fascinating. Um, okay, I, I, you know, I, I could get this wrong, but I think she came to Denny, uh-huh. and it was like, let's do this. Interesting, like, um, and yeah, so I just want to give her a shout. Out. Like again, great actor, but also so cool that she was like on the forefront of like making this as right. like accurate and respectful as possible.
2: Well, like, and, I, cool. and I do think. I think Denis was the right director. Like I I think I think this is an incredibly it's almost a thankless uh like project for a director, but Denis does it so well that you just can't help but like admire the craft of it even if you object to the subject matter.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's 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 a it's, it's an impactful
2: film. Impactful, right? And and truly it's beautiful but that's like a technical like thing, you know, like it's shot so well, there are so many great, like, you know, uh, uh, sequences. It's just so emotionally draining. Yeah, so draining.
0: That's the thing, so I think through our conversation, it's kind of, uh, I think we could all say yes to this, but just to reiterate or to ask the question again, do you think with the subject matter that this movie needed to be made? Yes, I do, yeah, and that totally. it was it was worth like having been made. Yes, I, I so.
1: came in thinking that these kind of movies don't need to be made, and I came out believing full wholeheartedly that this Same. movie yeah needs to exist.
0: And it is. It was nice to see that other like researchers and stuff on this subject. Um, you know, spec not like you know they weren't like super recommending, but they're like. They're like, yeah, Denny's, uh, the Polytechnique film from 2009 uh, does a really good job of, you know, portraying this, blah, blah, They like, as a note, because there have been a couple other films that also covered the subject between 89 and now. It's a but long time, yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of people noted that Polytechnique from 2009 was a good movie to watch mm-hmm. if you're interested sure. in the
2: subject. And join us next time for the next bummer in the line. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And now, as a closing of the episode. In solidarity of the victims of the Ecole Polytechnique massacre, I would like to read for you now the names of the 14 women that were killed that day. Genevieve Bergeron, age 21, a civil engineering student who was in her second year with a scholarship to Ecole Polytechnique. She also sang in a professional choir with the Montreal Symphony Orchestra. Helene Colgan, age 23, a mechanical engineering student who had three job offers before being set to graduate. Her friends and family would later comment that there's no imagining what Helene would have accomplished if she had survived that day. Nathalie Croteau, mechanical engineering student who's about to go on a New Year's trip with a group of friends to Mexico. Barbara De Nure, age 22, a mechanical engineering student who at the age of seven asked her mother, well, why can't I be the Pope? Anne-Marie Edward, age 21, a chemical engineering student who was an avid skier. She was later buried in her ski jacket, and her teammates added her initials to their emblem. Maud Heviernik, age 29, a materials engineering student who was also a sculptor who returned to university for materials engineering. She was killed before her last class before graduating. Maurice Laganiere, age 25, the budget clerk in the Equal Polytechnique's finance department. She was recently married, and her husband believed that she was pregnant when she was killed. Maurice Leclerc, age 23, a materials engineering student who was in her fourth year of engineering. She liked British punk rock and new wave. Her father was the head of public relations for the Montreal police. It was he who would later be the one to discover her body. Anne-Marie LeMay, age 22, mechanical engineering student who went into that field of study because a friend of hers had lost the use of their legs. Sonia Pelletier, age 28, a mechanical engineering student, an overachiever who loved rock music and making pasta from scratch. Her sister told the press later that she felt sorry for the shooter's mother, Monique, saying, we the families of the victims had pride in our sisters and daughters, but she had nothing at all. Michelle Richard, age 21, materials engineering student. Mimi, to her friends and family, planned on getting engaged to her boyfriend the following year. Annie Santanot, age 23, mechanical engineering student who was in her final engineering class when she was killed. Annie Tercot, age 20, a materials engineering student and a recipient of a Woman in Science Award. She also worked at a summer camp teaching kids with disabilities to swim. Barbara Klucznik-Wierowicz, age 31, a nursing student who had fled Poland with her husband in 1986 when her home country was placed under martial law. They chose Canada because they thought it was the safest place in the world. They were having dinner in the cafeteria when they were shot at. Her husband survived. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next week for our episode on Denny Veneuve's incendies.